Most days I like to kick off the morning with a couple of cups of coffee, some Pop-Tarts. Today I had hot fudge Sunday. One of my go-tos. Had blueberry yesterday. A couple cups of coffee. Coach, what's your uh, what's your morning go-to? How you kickstart the morning? Coffee. Coffee. Thirty-two ounces of coffee. Thirty-two ounces yeah. of coffee. So Just I get a yeti. Get a yeti. Uh, put a little creamer in there, and that's my breakfast. That's I don't good, eat. Man. I don't eat again until lunch. So yeah. that's uh, I'm a heavy coffee guy in the morning. There you go. Does the job. Just just straight black coffee. Or you a, little a little creamer. A little creamer. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. He's Coach Derek Pritchard. Episode four of the Alex Northcutt Show. Welcome in everyone. Uh, Coach, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the show today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Coach, you've been coaching in West Tennessee and around the state of Tennessee, honestly, for some time. We just want to get to know you yep. uh, specifically today. Walk me through your coaching journey uh, from the from the first day someone said, "Hey, we're going to pay you to coach football." To now, you're the athletic director and head football coach over at USJ. Fill in the gaps. Yep. So, 2007, 2006, uh, that time frame, that's that school year, six to seven. Um, I got my start at uh, Union City High School. Jimmy Fisher was the head coach. My cousin was the defensive line coach over there. They had an opening, so I got my start there. I was at Union City for two years. Um, and then I went down to Trinity Christian Academy where I was the defensive coordinator uh, for three years under Michael Hodum. We shared some time together of there. And then I went to Chester County. Coach Hodum and I went to Chester County. Uh, so I was there for four. I was the offensive and defensive coordinator while I was there. And then from there, I went to Innsworth in Nashville, uh, big private school in Nashville. I spent uh, eight seasons in Nashville uh, in Innsworth, and so that was a good time, good experience, uh, a lot of good, um, a lot of good competition there, a lot of good experiences, a lot of good coaches, a lot of good people. And then obviously the opportunity came around this uh, last winter. Uh, USJ opened up, had an athletic director and head football coach, which I was already the associate athletic director at Innsworth, had been for seven years. Um, and so it was just a good fit for us to come back home to West Tennessee. Uh, we have three kids and my wife's from Jackson, so it was a good opportunity to come back home. Yeah, as we were talking about before we went on there, never a, never a dull moment uh, as an AD and, right. and a football coach. Busy times. That's uh, right. But glad to have you back in, in the Jackson area and back in West Tennessee, Coach. Yep. Um, I'd be, be uh, you know – Dumb of me not to ignore, you know, obviously, like Coach said, we've we shared some time at, at TCA. I was a, uh, a wee lad, a, a middle schooler yep. uh, when Coach Pritchard was was around TCA. Uh, just just briefly, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but let's go back to that 2010 season, right? of course. Um, TCA's first and only um, team to make a state championship game. Yep. Obviously... I was a student athlete, uh, very involved with athletics at, at TCA. However, I wasn't a part of that team, right. and I was kind of an outsider looking in. Still, a very real moment. Yep. You you've been a part of a lot of successful programs. Was that season and that team? I mean, did did we just have blinders on, or was it really? as special as as it was made out to be. I mean, what walk me through just the, the yep. in-depth details of what made that season so special. Yeah, the the bond that those kids had in 2010, I think you were an eighth grader that season, yeah. maybe. Uh, the bond that those kids had, and, you know, it started with Jabril and Joey and John McNatt and Dylan Yates and, mm-hmm. you know, Lawrence and all those guys. They had a, just a special bond that they were always together from the time that they entered school you know, as young young kids, it didn't start when they were seniors. This yeah. bond that they had, the relationship that they had, started in in grade school, and they were always together, and they developed that relationship, and that's why it was so special. Yes, we were successful, 
But the bond that those kids had and the relationships that we had with those kids is what made that season to me the most special. Uh, it's one of the most memorable seasons I've ever been a part of because of those relationships that I had with those kids, and I still have them today, um, some of them, uh, as grown adults. And so it was, it was a good time. It was a fun time. Those kids played really hard. And it's like I tell our kids today over at USJ, anytime you play hard, you care, and you're tough, you've always got a chance. It doesn't matter what your talent level is. But if you have those three things and you play with competitive character, you're going to have a chance. And that that team, 2010, top to bottom, really embodied that. We were a small team. Yep. I think if I remember right, we had 22 on the roster. So you're talking about very small. We had uh, we had 11 seniors, I think it was. And everybody really bought into what we were doing. They really cared. They really tried every game. And so you know, every practice was fun. Every game was fun. And we had a – I think our regular season record was six and four, so it wasn't great. Yeah, you kind of snuck into the playoffs. We kind of snuck into the yeah. playoffs. We got, you know, so it wasn't great, and we actually got beat by McKenzie earlier in the season, like nineteen to six, mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. in week seven. And then, you know, we got we had a revenge game in the semifinals against them, so that was sweet. Back at their place, and Alex Pratt kicked the, as we say, at the kick the field goal to, to win the or to, that's hurt around the world. That's right. And I actually saw him at church on Sunday, so that was good. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. That was a good season. Those kids were really special, uh, and they'll always be special in that community, and they'll always be special to us as coaches. If you ever just genuinely curious, have you ever seen a more explosive high school athlete than Jabril Washington? So I've been around a lot of kids, uh, being where I've been at in the last nine years at Innsworth, eight years at Innsworth. Yeah, uh, they can do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Jabril is no slouch. He could play at any any team that we played at in the last eight years. Uh, Jabril's explosive. His tool set was so unique. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because he he was a quarterback first. I mean, he could literally throw the. I mean, he could literally pass it as good as anybody. Yeah. Uh, he could have went to college as a, as a dual threat quarterback, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to. He wanted to go play DB. Uh, so he was an explosive athlete. He was fun to coach. And it made you know I always say good players make good coaches, right? So you can't we can't we gotta have good you gotta have good players win ball games. And so good players make good coaches. And he made really good coaches out of us. No doubt, no doubt. Um, you mentioned um, you know just kind of the relationships you've built over the years. Uh, not That's only right. with, not only with players, but just describe throughout this entire your, your entire career coaching football. Um, right. You know the. Maybe go into some some deeper relationships yeah. that you've made uh, yeah. as a coach, player. Um, just kind of what's that aspect of it been like? Well, that's the root of the business, right? So football is an avenue for growing people. That's what we're about. Uh, and so our job is to mentor these 14-, 15-, 16-year-old kids into becoming better husbands, fathers, and citizens, and just overall people. And football is the avenue that which we do that. Uh, and so, you know, I shared this story when in my press conference over at USJ that morning when I told the team that I was leaving and taking another job, I literally cried because of the relationships of people in that room meant that much to me. You know, those kids had been over at my house. Uh, those kids had, been, you know, some of them, we'd been through a lot of, you know, stuff together. And so the relationships to me is what it's all about. If you miss that piece, you miss that, what this job is all about. Ultimately, we're in the kid business. We're in the people business. You know, football is just a side aspect of what we're doing. Yes, we want to win. We're here to compete, but it's just the avenue of which we're growing people. And so, and that's just my philosophy on coaching. Is is we're using this tool to grow people. And so, you know, a lot of a lot of coaches are just you know narrow focused on just the competitiveness of it and trying to win and that sort of thing. But, you know, what we're about in our program is growing people at the end of the day. We want them to be better when they graduate than when they when they came to us. Um, so we want them to be the best version of themselves and have no regrets. 
And so that's kind of what our goal is, our philosophy is as a program. And so we've had, I've had a lot of good relationships. I can't say that I have one, a better relationship with one player over the other. You know, I still text. I got a lot of kids playing college football right now, yeah. you know, and I still text every one of them on the week of their game. You know, I texted 20 something kids last week going into week one of the college football season. Hey, good luck thinking about you. Hope all is well in your journey. And then they all hit me back and I'll do the same thing this week. You know, just keeping in touch and just letting those kids know that you appreciate them as people more than just what they can do for you and your program. And so that's what it's about. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, like we said, Coach Pritchard's over at USJ is the athletic director and football coach. Um, walk us through a day-to-day. You know, it's a right. busy, busy schedule, uh, specifically busy schedule. right now. Yep. Um, but you mentioned you you started um, uh, back in February. February. Uh, in March area. Right. So what what – does a typical day in the life of, of Mr. Derek Pritchard look like over at USJ? So you're executing the philosophy, the mission of the school. So that's number one. So you're making sure that all of the programs under your care, so being the athletic director, we have a lot of programs that are, a lot, that are in the limelight over at USJ and they're all really good. And so you're making sure that all programs and, and students are embodying the, the mission of the school. And so then it's the budgeting aspect of it and making sure we're, we're good stewards of our money, making sure that, you know, we're not overspending. Uh, then you got the social media aspect of yeah. it, which is huge these days. And I would I would be the first to admit that I'm no social media guru. You know, I have Who a is? Yeah. You know? I have a really good uh, staff in our athletic department. We've got Martha Sheffield, she's really good. Uh, I've got Bo Wallace and I've got Nick Stamper. So I'm really fortunate to have, you know, a staff of people that can really execute our department. So my job is really 30,000 feet oversight, and then I, you know, I delegate to those people what their jobs are on a day-to-day basis, and then I handle, I basically handle the finances, I handle the scheduling, and you know, the, the big-ticket items. Obviously, you got parents that want to come talk to you about their sport or whatever it is, you know, and just be the face of the, of the organization, basically, making sure that you're you're seen and you're out and you're supporting, because we want all of our students. Uh, in every program to have the best possible experience, whether it's cross-country, golf, um, you know, tennis, whatever it is. We want those students to have the best possible experience because to them, every sport is huge, and it is. And so it doesn't stop with football, right? So I'm, you know, we're, we'll practice today at, for, until 5.30, and then I'll go over at 6 o'clock and I'll do, JC, I'll do the, the JCS game, and mm-hmm. it's a senior night yeah. for soccer. And so we'll do that. And it's just about pro- providing the best possible experience for our kids. Good deal. I have to ask this next question. Uh, one, uh, because I think my papa would ring me a new one if I didn't. Uh, he lives in Oxford. He's a diehard Ole Miss yep. fan. You mentioned one name yep. a couple of minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, honestly, as to how it happened. Sure. Re- really. I, I really, I remember when the news broke, I reached out to a couple of buddies of mine that I played high school right. ball with and was just like, how, how did this happen? Yeah. So USJ gets Bo Wallace, right. and if you don't know the name, big time QB led Ole Miss to some some pretty successful seasons, uh, probably some of their most recent big time wins to date. But just where did that start? How did you get a hold of this guy to come join the staff over at USJ? So being at Innsworth, you're exposed to a lot of different people, right? And so through the recruiting aspect, Bo's been in college, and just through the recruiting, he and I, you know, connected. No, seven, eight years ago. Okay. And then there was one year where he came and spent three hours on campus. Uh, and so we just fostered that relationship over time, you know, and when, 
you know, we talked about, you know, if he didn't make it to this point by this time, then, you know, he'd be looking for something else. And he got to that point. We just continued to have conversation over the course of years. And uh, when I got the job, he was one of the first guys I reached out to. And it took several months, right? It wasn't just like I called him and, hey, yes, I'm coming. It was sure. several months of conversation. This is my vision for the program. This is my vision for the school and the athletic department. This is where I see you fitting. This is what we're about. He came on several visits. You know, obviously we tried to keep it as hush as possible until until it was time to announce it. And just over time, you know, he was ready to make a change at what he was doing. Uh, it was just a good fit, and it was the right place, right time. And, you know, we were fortunate enough that he was looking for something different. Sure. Did you make him cut his hair? Was that a you decision? Or was it, did no. he already have it cut? He already had it cut. Okay, so yeah. he got to – I mean, I yeah, just, had, I just he, remember he, the old – He lost best, his flow. Yeah, the, the, the long locks <laughs> yep. over a QB in Oxford. Yeah, no, he, he, cut, he cut his flow a couple <laughs> years ago. I don't know how long ago it was, but, yeah, he got rid of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good deal. All right, Coach, we're going to wrap things up. A uh, couple of fun questions for you. I like yeah. to end the show on a light note. Um, your favorite athlete of all time, not a football player. Oh, gosh. Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, okay. just the competitive spirit. I was, you know, I was a Michael Jordan fan growing mm-hmm. up. Obviously, I grew up during his era. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you watch, you know, the recent documentary that came out and just his competitive Phenomenal. nature. Yeah. You know, just the competitive spirit that he has is really unmatched by by most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm, you know, I'll, 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 I'm a fan of anybody that competes at that level. So Michael Jordan is obviously one of the best. Definitely. Uh, an argument that you will not budge on. Oh gosh. Um uh competitiveness. Okay. So I will not you know, I, I got after our guys yesterday about just competing. I want our guys to compete every day. Um so I'm I believe that you that you control the controllables. One of the things is our level of compete. And so, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna budge on our, our competitive nature at practice, our competitive nature when we go out to a game. So I, you know, I don't, I don't budge on that. Um, you know, as far as philosophically, um, uh, whoa, <laughs> chair, chair, chair malfunction. Chair malfunction. Oh man. As far as philosophically, gotcha. uh, I'm a medium steak guy. You know, I won't, I won't, I won't medium budge steak. on that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to eat medium steak. If I That's go out to dinner and they yeah. have steak on the menu and it's a steakhouse, I'm getting steak. Okay. Will you so. compromise at a medium rare or a medium well? No, no I'm a medium every medium. time. Interesting. Okay. That's probably, that's, I, I can lean that way as well. Um, and then finally, you know, you mentioned uh, a little 32 ounce, little cup of coffee to yep. start the day. Fridays, you got a pregame meal, pregame snack before you take the field. What's that look like? What's the go to on, uh, on game day? Yeah. So we, on game day, so I eat lunch. You know, when I was younger, I didn't eat on Fridays because ah. I was so nervous, so much yeah. anxiety. Uh, so I didn't eat on Fridays really until after the game. Uh, as I've gotten older and I've gotten more seasoned, um, nerves don't really really kick in. The anxiety doesn't really kick in until right before the game. Um, and so I'll eat I'll eat lunch as normal on Friday. I'm not really a rich a routine ritual guy. Like I have to eat the same thing every day okay. on Friday. Um, and then we always have a pregame meal at four ten. So we'll have you know sandwiches or you know baked chicken or whatever we have, and I'll eat that. Um, and then, you know, it's, so I don't really have a preset. This is what I'm eating before a game. I'm not really that, that, gotcha. that sticky chef chef's choice. 
Chef's choice. Chef's choice. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. Yep. He's head coach Derek Pritchard of the USJ Bruins. They take on Jackson Christian That's right. this Friday night. Big, big game. Pair of 3-0 and teams going to slug it out uh, for just a local rivalry game, folks. I mean, what, it doesn't get better than that. 7 p.m. Friday night at Jackson Christian. Again, Coach, uh, really appreciate your time. This is a fun conversation. Yep. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Also, this Friday night, the Jackson-Madison County Game of the Week. Northside traveling to Lexington. Jordan Taylor and myself going to be on the call pregame at 6.30. You can listen on JJ97.7 or online at sports731.com where you can also find video links to the Sports 731 Network YouTube page. Many, many options. Again, pregame Northside taking on Lexington in a Region 6-4A battle at 6.30 this Friday night. It's another episode of the Alex Northcutt Show. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 